This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. You're hearing from Coal March and Triangle Pest Control's Donnie Shelton and PCO Bookkeepers, PCO M&A Specialist, and Turf Books Dan Gordon, as well as some of the biggest players in the pest control and lawn care industries. We're talking about what is changing in the industry and taking you straight to the front lines of what the future holds. If you're ready to grow your pest control or lawn care business, you're in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what's changing changing in the industry, and we take you to the front lines to those that are making those changes in the industry. My name is Donnie Shelton. Of course, I am the owner of Triangle Pest Control, as well as the CEO of Comarch, a digital marketing sales services company for the pest and lawn industries. And as always, my co-host here, Mr. Dan Gordon's with me. Dan, would you like to say hello? Of course. Hello. Very excited. <laughs> Uh, we have a terrific guest and uh, a subject that is near and dear to my heart that we're going to talk about. And uh, that is the calamity or the good, bad and the ugly of changing software. And uh, today we have uh, Bob Williams, Bob Williamson from uh, Moyer. And uh, Bob is, um, Bob, you uh, kind of run the place. What? Give me a, a, a lowdown on you know exactly what you do. Hang on, before we get into this, by the way, yeah. just for our listeners, Bob is like super in shape, runs all the time. I, I, I mean, Bob, are you still are you still running and still training? Yeah, well, I run. I mean, I've I've uh, yeah, I run every day. I, I'm at 500. I think I'm at 560 days in a row now. So, um, <laughs> but but I, you know, it's different. Like I've done. I think I've done over 40 marathons, but I haven't done one in five years. So I'm right now I just kind of do it for stress relief. And with COVID, mm -hmm. I really got I got really recommitted because I needed yeah. to have some outlet. Yeah. No, no yeah. knee or ankle uh, issues or no, I'm so I'm so unathletic, um, Don, that I um I barely lift my feet. I'm a shuffler. By, by, the, by the way, I know our listeners can't see Bob right now, but just imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger in his heyday, and it's really what, yeah, that's what it's, Bob it's, looks like. The two words, Donnie, that are not that are never used are graceful and and fast around me. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uh, my my uh, my adjective is consistent, and that will be on yeah. my headstone. Right, he's consistent. Four arms like Popeye. So yeah. oh, no, there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Don. No, I'm consistent. Uh, well, Very consistent. I love it, love it, love it. Well. You know, Bob, we're super excited to have you here. Right. And and like Dan said, you know, we're going to be talking about a topic that, oh my gosh, I hear this so often, right? We get together, we go somewhere and well, what are you using for software? And what are you doing here? And oh, and I'm thinking about changing. And, you know, oftentimes I tell people, I'm like, you know, every program's got its warts, right? It's which warts do you want to deal with? Um, but, you know, and, and we decided to bring you on the podcast because, what I understand, Moyer has recently gone through this process. Um, we're going to try not to name names here. We're just going to be talking about the process itself. Um, so, but before we get into that, Dan, do you want to run through a question or two here that you got yeah, for Bob? Before you, before we do get into it, so uh, Moyer is a little bit different. It's not really a pest or lawn care company. It's a, it's a conglomerate. So, uh, 
what, what up, why don't you tell everybody what Moyer does? Uh, you know what, what, what all the different services that you offer. So Moyer Indoor Outdoor is a two is a hundred and fifty one year old uh, family business. It's fifth generation. It's just north of Philadelphia. And basically what we are is we have eight different service lines that we run out of one 20 acre campus north of Philly. So we have a, a legacy heating oil business, which we move in heating oil, about 10 million gallons a year of heating oil. We also do propane in that business. And then we have a $9 million HVAC install and service business, a $3 million plumbing business, and then we have about a two and a half million dollar swimming pool business where we open and close in-ground swimming pools. And then we also have the lawn and pest. We have lawn and then we have pest. Lawn is where I started and pest we started in 1994. I'm here 32 years. I came as a lawn care manager 32 years ago. Wow. But they're all, we call it Moyer Indoor Outdoor. And we have all these different businesses operating on one campus in different buildings and I, I I compare it I compare my job to like the European Union like we're not the United States where it's Ohio and New Jersey okay we're like Italy Ireland France you know there there's different countries but we all use the euro so but they're all a little bit different so I, I it's not as it's not like we have these businesses that run side by side because they really can't because they require different, they require different skill sets. They have different selling cycles. They have, they all have different needs of the way they need to run. So if I try to, if I try to mix the salespeople in lawn care with a salesperson on an HVAC install, it would be a disaster. They're very different, and they're they're different people with different skill sets, with different compensation. So we really need, we need, we kind of need experts in each area. And then we kind of try to share ideas and leads between business lines so that we can all benefit from the relationship. I mean, we all see each other and they, and the guys know each other, but they're run pretty independently. So prior then, to this uh, switch, every line had its own software or? Uh, no, um, basically we were, um, Years, many years ago, we had we were all running on one software, which was something we wrote ourselves, which was getting outdated quickly. And then we decided we wanted to make a big move, and we went into a really big, um, I can't name names, but it's a company that we tried, and we tried for three years to go with it, and we couldn't get it up and running because it was just too big for what we could handle. It was just too much software. We didn't have the horsepower. So we went back, and we said, let's do a best fit. So we, we basically were running on two different softwares, one for the mechanical side, the oil, the pool, the lawn, or the, the oil, the pool, the HVAC, the plumbing were all on one, and then lawn and pests were on another software. So we were down to two different softwares. So basically, we, we went from those two to just one software, okay, that runs everything now. The only thing we still run on a different software is heating oil because it's such a different beast. And we decided that we, we needed to kind of leave heating oil alone. But the software that we went with for the other seven is very, it, it interlinks with the heating oil software. So it really works pretty well together. And, and the heating oil is just a totally different bear. And nobody wants to touch it if, unless they're from the Northeast. It's a very Northeastern 
like you say heating oil and people don't know what you're talking about when you're in Texas. You know from your, from your <laughs> Jersey. They do I for a think, few days uh, last uh, winter. But uh, I don't think Shelton has ever seen a heating oil tank in a basement. Probably. Uh, no, we do propane here. And and it's right. very rural. You know what I mean? I actually have propane, but we rarely use it. Never did I mean, a termite we, job where you drilled out an oil line. It, it happens. No, no, no none of that hit, here. No, yeah. You hit radiant heat with the termite jobs, but anyway, yeah. So <laughs> so the, the largest, so we have 260 employees. Pest control is my largest. They have about 80 people in pest control. And then one care has about 65 to 70. HVAC has about 50. Plumbing has about 15. Pool goes up to 20 some in the summer. And then oil goes up to 20 some in the winter. So the only place we double utilize labor is the oil drivers are also swimming pool open and close guys. So that's the only place where we take actual bodies and move them from one business to the other. Interesting. So I think this question is probably going to be obvious, um, but I want to talk through what what drove the decision that, okay, it's time for us to change software and we're willing to make the commitment to do it. Um, I mean, I can, it makes my head hurt to think of like, what did you say? 10 different service lines. And then they're all different. I mean, cause they, they are somewhat different businesses. I mean, they're all home service businesses, but you know, right. scheduling and you know, what the equipment that it takes, I mean, plumbing to pest control to HVAC. I mean, those are very different. So what drove the decision? It's like, okay, we've got to get, we've got to change software here. Can you just well, walk me through that? Yeah, so we were on we were on essentially two softwares, one for what I would call the mechanical side and one for the lawn and pest side. And both softwares were we were, were going to have to make a commitment for both of them on a, on an expense side. So they were both they were both kind of morphing and it was going to cost us significantly more time and investment on both softwares. So we said let's let's go back and look and see if we really want to make this investment in a divergent path for both these softwares. And we decided talking to some industry peers who are similar to us, there's only a handful that you can compare us to in the country. So we were, we basically have always worked closely with other peers that are as diverse as we are. So we were, we were looking for something that could do both. And we came upon something that was, was pretty close and was getting closer. So my HVAC manager, wanted to make a move. And basically what drove us was the fact that we decided, do we want to continue to diverge these two other software platforms or do we really want to make a leap and go with one? And that was kind of what drove it. And then, and then the one we went with, we have peers that did the same thing. So we were staying very close to what they were doing before we made the leap. So we've always wanted one software because it makes a lot of sense for obvious reasons. And that was kind of what got us there. So we started last year with HVAC, plumbing, and pool. And this year we did lawn and pest. So we did them a year apart. We did the mechanical side. And this year we did the lawn and pest side. So right now we're all on one with the exception of heating oil and propane because they're such a they, but they're kind of linked and it works pretty well. So we're on so, one software across the board. So how long does it take to go from planning this thing out till actual implementation where your crew is comfortable with the uh, software well 
the comfortable with the software never happened. So that, <laughs> I, figured that, was, that was I can't, I can't agree with that. So um, it was a two or three year period of where we were watching it and making decisions, what we were going to do. And then we made a decision that we were going to do mechanical first and then COVID came and we delayed that, but eventually we flipped it over in the heat of COVID. So um, it was a two to three year period of time where we decided we were going to make the leap and one and pest were this year and H and the other ones were last year. So the one and pest guys benefited a little bit from the mechanical side because they had some more experience with the new software. So that kind of gave them a little bit of backup, but they all are different. And um, they, 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 they've all had their share of issues. Some of them got through it quicker and some of them are still working through some of the issues on the software. So, I understand like, you know, okay, we've got this really diverse business, right? And we want to try to get everyone on one platform. What was some other factors that you considered like, okay, we, we've got to make this change. I mean, obviously there is, you know, you talked about the expense side of being on two different softwares. Um, what, what were the other things that like, okay, the software absolutely has to do X or it's got, you know, so, it needs to have this functionality right. or. The software has to for us, Donnie. One of the things that we've always wanted was we wanted to look up, we wanted to pull up to Dan Gordon's house and say, what else does Dan Gordon buy from us? And look at his account and see all the products he buys under one software, which we really couldn't do before. We could figure it out, but it was a lot of work. So now I can look up Dan Gordon on my phone and see all the accounts he has, see all the services he buys. I can see pictures of his heater. I can see pictures of his lawn. I can see pictures of the last pest application. I can see everything that's ever happened on his property. And I probably have pictures and audio files of every service that's ever been done. So now I know all the things that Dan Gordon buys from me on one software. And I can put a lead in and I'm at Dan's home and I see weeds and I can say, hey, Dan, you should consider lawn care. I can enter a lead right at the time and it goes right to the lawn care department because we already have his demographic information. So, and we wanted it, it's all on um, an iOS-based, Apple-based platform. So all of our techs have either iPads or iPhones or some iPad type device with them. So they're all able to cross communicate leads on one software. Is it working as you envisioned it? The leads work really well. I mean, the leads we knew would work and I'm on your home. I mean, if you have a propane tank, I take a picture of the propane tank. I put a lead in. It goes right to my propane sales department. So they call you up and say, hey, we were at your lawn today. We noticed you have propane. We want to we want to see if we can get you to switch. So that works really well. Um, the techs like it. The techs were probably the easiest to adjust. I mean, they're all on iPhones anyway. I mean, there's there's like always two guys that haven't used a, a phone that way, but they're easy to train. So that we, we got really quick. The techs were like a day or two and they were fine, literally. You know, so there's different, there's like different frontiers of each switch where the techs are the easiest. And our, and our big concern was the customer because now when we do a service, the customer gets an audio file and pictures of what we did as we leave the home. So if we do a pest service, we say, we we're at your home today, here's what we did, you're at work, you get a text or an email, with all the details about what we did. So the program, which, which 
the, right. the program you were on had a customer portal. And um, does the new one have a customer portal? And how was it to train the customers to say, you know what, can't go back to that portal. It's that uh, that wasn't I, that wasn't a big deal. Um, no, I mean, because you're directing them. Like when you send them an invoice, there's a link to the portal, so it, they just click on it. Right. You know, I get I, I you know I had a service done. I had something done on my heater last week. I got an invoice. I just paid it right on my phone. So I, I never had to even leave that platform. I, I was so, going to say, yeah. too, you know, I, I think most customers, as much as we'd love to think that they really care what our websites look like, as long as they can pay the bill and get the info, they don't care. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> probably, so, probably wouldn't even notice that you switched software. They're like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, another marketing message from Walmart. Your website doesn't matter. <laughs> well, and, 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 well, and, and you're, you're right, Donnie. And and you know the issues we've had are you know some people we we didn't have as many emails as we thought we had. You know we had maybe eighty five percent. We should have had higher. So you know there's there's people that don't know where their bill is. They don't know the right. bills being emailed to them. Those are those are things that we're working through. But there's you know we're paperless now. Although we're still printing out a handful of invoices, so you know that's one of the issues we work through. And then we have commercial accounts. We might have a landscaper that we take care of 45 properties, you know. So that invoice is always confusing. So there's always those complicated accounts with 45 properties that we need to, you know, they get an invoice and their accounts payable person doesn't understand it. So those are those are the situations that cause us time to fix. So it sounds like to me, obviously getting one consistent software amongst all the different service lines, but it sounds like the other driver of this was kind of field service enablement, right? Getting it so that your oh, folks out in the field, you know, this is like getting them more power to uh, to see what's going on as well as to drive a better sales effort. Is that the second big reason, I guess, for the switch there? Yeah, I, that might be one. That might not even be the second. That might be one B because you know we were we were very concerned the amount of service we do where no one's home. I mean, we we do the lawn, we do the pass, no one's home. It's great for you know um, efficiency and profitability, but you really worry about that relationship that now you no longer have. So now we have a chance to you know if, if Donnie's at work and we just did his pest. He gets a text. Oh, he can see the guy was there. He hears a voicemail from the guy and he said, hey, I took care of that issue behind your shed or whatever the guy noticed. So it, it, it kind of reinforces the value versus a, a piece of paper hanging off his front door. So, right. you know, we're, we're trying to make sure. And with COVID, it was really bad because no one would let us in the home. And we got even more efficient because we couldn't go anywhere. There was no cars right. and there was no customer. We just did work right. all day. So that's going to go away. But there's still the fact that people aren't home and you're trying to reinforce the value. And the pest industry, you know, they really like this deal where you don't have to go inside the home because, you know, it, it kind of gets close to lawn care a little bit. But they're also losing that customer contact. <clears throat> so you're trying to still have that relationship without losing the efficiency so that was a really big deal to us we we needed we knew we needed to get somewhere to improve that or we're or we were going to morph pest control into lawn care and and you know everybody knows the issues with lawn care is it's very efficient it's very profitable 
but it also has a lot of cancellations because it's discretionary, no one's home, you know, it's a lawn, it, it's not a requirement. So, you know, you pest control has a higher retention rate because, you know, you have the relationship. I was going to say, and I think just, just for our listeners, this is such a critical point. Um, you know, obviously, you know, with COVID, I mean, I think this is really, um, it's really emphasized this point, but, but you absolutely can have relationships with your customers without physically seeing them. It's very common. I mean, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but it just, I think it, it's really important for folks to think about this is that, you know, the whole idea of texting, Hey, we're on our way. Hey, here's a picture of what I've done. I love the idea of an audio file that, Hey, this is what I did. Here's the pictures of it. I'm now leaving, you know, like it or not, folks, they, there's, there's, there's a connection there. And it's not like this is an impossible thing to do. It's just being intentional about it. So that, that's great, man. I'm glad to hear that. That's a, that's a wonderful. And, and do you feel like now that you guys are like you're leveraging it very well? Have you gotten any feedback from customers like, hey, we really like the new way or anything there? Or has it just been kind of like, eh, you know, we're selling more? <laughs> uh, I haven't gotten enough of that feedback. And, and we are really just starting and lawn and pest because we went live in like january february we are just getting where the techs are all leaving notes they're all leaving messages because we were in that survival mode for the first month mm -hmm. or two where we just wanted them to get to the damn home and do the service um mm -hmm. so now we're getting better at that so um, it's also really really good for the ability to audibleize the routes during the day so you know with with lawn and pest if we have a new sale we're just getting it done that day. We're doing everything the same day. And it was, and we were, we, we wanted to get there in a better manner than what we were before. So yeah. And the lead part is really good. I mean, we had the leads before, but they weren't now when we put the lead in, it's on your account forever. So if I go to Don's house or Dan's house and I see a propane tank, I know that I have a picture of that propane tank that suburban owns or Amerigas owns forever and ever. And I know that Dan has a hundred gallon Amerigas propane tank that he uses for hot water. And I know that that's a sales opportunity that we're going to keep working on, but that's always on his account because we put it on. Very nice. So Very that, nice. that's good information. That's good information. And it's, you know, it's, and it's, it all gets done at, at one stop and the guy just goes on. I'm at Gordon's house. He's got propane. He's got weeds in his lawn. You know, it all happens. He's a good customer. <laughs> what's that so <laughs> great payer he's a good customer oh yeah. yeah i mean um yeah it's it's um right it's it's uh again it's all that instant information that we get and and a lot of these businesses like plumbing those guys we we have four plumbers every day that don't have work to do at the beginning of the day because we're going to get seven plumbing calls by eight o'clock so we can't book those guys because if we're booking them, we can't get to the call. So they're all available. We have to figure out ways to use that system so that we have four plumbers that are available on Monday without a route, which is like total anti-lawn and pest because, you know, we're used to seeing that, but they don't have routes because they can't because you can't book the call because in plumbing, if you don't book the call, you don't get the call. Right. right. So, Okay. So now you've done this, you've made the commitment, you've done probably the hardest part. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give folks who are considering? Obviously, I think, you know, more your, 
it makes total sense. I mean, it's so obvious why you should switch, right? If I'm like one service, like I just do pest control, or I just do lawn and, you know, there's two or three players there and I've, you know, I want to make a switch. Um, what, what bit of advice would you give folks who are seriously considering like, Hey, I, I think I need to switch software. What, what would that be? Well, this is this is hard for me to quantify and i've given this a lot of thought because i've had it and not have it in different times of this deal it's it's having the resource having the, the people in your office that have the horsepower or, or like bandwidth which is a buzzword i refuse to use but having the horsepower to work through this process because that's something that we have both benefited from um, and struggled with a little bit as we went through this, because some people don't have that as well as others. And, and I don't even know, and, and I've talked to a lot of peers and I've talked to the, the software vendor, and how do you quantify that ability? Because it's not a college degree, it's not, it's not a computer dude, it's somebody that can look at it and go, I got it, I know how to make this work. Because a lot of people just, a lot of people just want the button, I want the button like I had before. I had a button mm -hmm. I did and it did this. And it's like, you don't have that button anymore. So how do you right. get that person to um, to do that? And I have I have an analogy that I, I, I tell people. So I really like beer. I don't drink enough of it. I used to drink more, but I, my tolerance has diminished <laughs> as I got older. But, uh, but, but, but often on a weekend, <laughs> there you go, that would kill me. Um, but often on a weekend, I get a grab. You know what a growler is of beer, Gordon? Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's like sixty-four. So I go to my favorite beer place by my house, and on Friday I pick up a growler of fresh craft beer that I really like. And and the place I go has like a growler menu of thirty-two different beers, and you can choose and test different ones. It's a it's like this. My wife's nobody's around me. It's a pretty good place for me to be. But um. Um, so, 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 so anyway, the way this place has a really sophisticated grower machine that they got in like Germany, it's like a $20,000 machine and, and I, where I go and it, I said, I want, hey, hey, I want hey, selection seven. I, okay, so, so, so first of all, hang on. I'm not a beer drinker. I have so no I'm, clue what you're talking about, right? What is a growler? I've never even heard of growler it. Growler is a big jug that you fill up with fresh beer when you go to a, a craft beer place. All right. And I'll speed up like this story because I'm, 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 I'm in your bottle, you know. I, well, <laughs> hang on, I'm just trying to understand what a growler is here. So, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So anyway, so so I said, how do you know? I said to the kid who had, you know, the young kid with a man bun, you know, 23 years old. We all know I have one of those that I've raised actually. All right. <laughs> so so the man bun, and that's not. You want a man bun, Gordon, but you can't grow one. All right. That's it. So, That's so, good. All right. So I said, how do you know? How do you know if you have enough room? And he said, well, this machine, even though it's really expensive, doesn't tell you how much beer is left. And he says, well, how do you know you have enough? Because the one I wanted, he said, no, I'm not going to have enough. So he said that what they did was because there's no sight gauge or level, because it has different vessels that it pulls from, they would they would take the vessel that held like 27 growlers and they would print 27 labels and when the labels were out there was no more beer because they didn't have to check because they were the labels were the barcode that you took and paid for the beer with and they'd slap them on the growler 
I guess the point is it was a really it was this it was this totally unsophisticated workaround because this six this twenty thousand dollar machine couldn't measure how much beer was left. So this kid said, I just said, I'm just gonna print 27 labels. And when the labels are gone, I know the next one's gonna pump air because I know I'm gonna be out of beer. And I said, that is a, that is like the coolest workaround because it, it involves no technology. It prints labels and he said he throws the other five away because he knows he's not gonna get to those. And it's their way of knowing inventory. And, and my, only, my only point with that story is, and I tell it to my staff, it's like he stood there and my staff would say, the software doesn't tell us the level. We need to know the level. We didn't know how much beer is left. And I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't have that. Well, why doesn't it have that? Why did we buy the software? And some, okay. And somebody else would say, Dan Gordon would walk in and go, how many, just print 27 labels. When you're out of labels, you're out of beer. And no, Dan would, Dan, Dan would be drunk. He would probably be blabbering something else. No, no, no. Who knows what so my, my point is, let's, go to the, let's go to the, the I don't brewery know. down the road. <laughs> to take a situation and decide how you're going to navigate through because there's not a button in your software that does that right. so and, and that's that's been something that and, and try to find people in your organization that are that are able and i don't know how you measure this i know it when you see people do it but find people that are able to work through the issues without just saying the software doesn't do this because the software may not do it never does everything but you have to stop and figure out how to get it to work and and sometimes the workaround becomes so simple that it's better than what the software was going to do anyway so i, I, I would say that my my advice i was going to say i yeah. think i think what you're saying yeah. is is that you, if your if your staff are very resilient it'll work if if they're able to find i mean i know for me like what you just described i don't know have you guys ever read the book the toyota way the what it's called the toyota way it's an older book but it's a great book and there's an example in there about how back in the day you know gm and ford they invested in all these robots and all these different automations on their on their on their assembly line and toyota did not they came up with these manual non-tech simple ways kind of like printing the labels and they had some robotics but they didn't spend you know literally billions of dollars revamping their factories and they killed it right it's not everything has to have a technology solution so you know i didn't mean to interrupt you there bob no, but no, i mean your a, point i was gonna say your point about people who can look at problems and be focused on the problem and not necessarily the software is what you're looking for i think right and, and uh, yeah the one the one thing that we've seen when people make a change from one software to the other is they try to make the new software the old software well uh, we did it this way how do we do that in the new program well the program might not it, it did you find a bunch of that oh that's that's exactly what i'm trying to say like right but but somebody else stops takes a breath and goes how do we fix this and then they start to think outside or whatever that is i don't even i can't describe it but they they solve the problem because they come up with a workaround which is a, an ability to take what you have and get it to work and and the workaround often becomes the answer you know because it's a lot of times it's so darn simple so yeah that that 
we had a, we had a, a guy that was really good at that and he he um, he passed away suddenly a couple years ago and when we lost so much of that ability when he left because he would be in here on Sunday night I'd come by the office and I go what are you doing here he goes I, I got to fix this I know I can do this and he would go on his own on Sunday night and he would work on his stuff and he, oh, and on Monday awesome. morning and Monday morning he'd go I got this and this guy was a real introvert you know I said I'm going to give you attention as a threat so he he would he would always <laughs> I, I would I would threaten him with attention he said don't ever give me attention because I don't like attention and he really he really did it but um I didn't I never replaced him and I, and I still wake up days and go he would have figured a lot of this stuff out and he would have just he would have just been here on Sunday night on his own when everybody left working on it until he figured it out he had that what is the worst thing that came out of this process and what is the best thing that came out of this process? Well, the, the best thing is the ability to see the customer and all the things they buy and for us to cross sell the customer. The second best thing is the way that salespeople, the way that technicians um, present the service. Mm -hmm. The worst thing has been the, the stress mm -hmm. on the delivery team, probably lawn care more than anything. On, on trying to get because the software they had they had for what they did really good software that did everything they did it was it was it, it spoke their language it was mm -hmm. like a, it was a pure lawn care software so they were the ones that had to take the biggest step back to get it to work so watching that happen and 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 you know i walk downstairs and say how we make it out in there and it's like and there's always like this new crisis of the day that they don't know how to identify this and they don't have this and and then they always say well the previous software we could just do this so right. there those stories are getting i mean they're making their revenue <laughs> they're making their revenue they're they're we're, we're getting the results but they are it has been a it has been a tough couple months getting them through it I was going to say the, yep, yep. the other thing I see and I get to and I should fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know how I should word this, but I I get to be a part of some software transitions. And, and if there's one common thing I see a lot is what is leadership's commitment to the change? Like they absolutely have to be committed that we're doing this. Right. Because if anyone sniffs out like well we could always go back to the old way we could always then it just it, it i've seen it happen a couple of times it's rare but i've seen it where where leadership wasn't fully on board i should say maybe not fully on board they were just not fully committed and then you know when the belly aching started happening it's like well oh, it's easier let's just go back you know we've seen um, several that have gone and then gone back because they you know no commitment they the you know the 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 um Rank and file were running the place, uh, you know, and um, but uh, you've got to be committed to it. You've and you know, it always tends no, they to work. Were, our guys would have gone back. I mean, there's a couple of times I was in amongst them, and if I blinked, it would go back. And they knew I couldn't, <laughs> and they knew I would. But they, they would. so one other one other story that really um, opened my eyes, maybe. Five or ten years ago, I was going to a user conference on the previous software, and um, 
I was on a plane with a girl going to the same conference. And I said, are you going to the same conference I am? She said, yeah, she was from another part of the country. But I said, she says, I got five things that I can't believe this software doesn't do. And I'm going to get my hands on these guys and I'm going to get these five things done. So I said, well, tell me what they are. Because I, I'm, I'm really curious what these are because I probably have the same four or five of them that you do. Well, she gave me her five and none of them I cared about. And she was passionate that these five were, were obvious things that they should have. So it really hit me what these software guys go through. Because everybody, yeah. everybody's like, it's so obvious. Why don't you have this? So, mm -hmm. you know, you have everybody. So I was I, I had like new sympathy for the software developers <laughs> that you, that there's like 30 of her getting off the plane with a list. Oh, yeah. And they all <laughs> they all think that their their list is so obvious. So it's a process and it's it's what was the um what was the space movie where the guys were stuck in outer space and they had to get them home oh apollo, apollo 13. yeah it's like it's like apollo 13 where they're out there and they want to get them home and they have duct tape and toilet paper i, I you oh, know yeah. I mean, yeah so that's like the analogy like that's what you have okay yeah. and the and the engineers said we're going to get them out we're going to bring i guess they got them home I'm sure it was dramatized in a movie, but it was a great analogy. That's kind of the way you have to go about it. Well, I, you know, the only other thing I would add to this, and by the way, Bob, this has been a wonderful conversation. This has been great and excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. But I, I would say the other part of this is, is that, and, and I would say this regardless of the topic, is unless there's some really big business driver, I would seriously seriously look at this whole idea of switching software especially if the, because to me you know one of the most highest risk thing you can possibly do is switch your operation software it touches everything touches money touches service touches credit cards it touches everything it is from a risk perspective it's just like you have to sit down and say what are the bit what is the business case here and is the business case worth the risk because much like what you just said bob well because you don't have that button is that button worth all the pain? Because I will tell you, I've been through a couple of software changes and they're not fun. Um, but anyway, it, this has been great, Bob. I, I thank you so much for spending some time with us and kind of sharing your experience and your thoughts. And, and I think it's been very yeah. useful. Dan, any parting thoughts before we close out here? No, I thought it was great. Good comedy too. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I well, we we called Dan a drunk and said that he's got a man bun. So I think we we That's definitely right. did well on this episode. Well, so one out of two ain't bad, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> so Bob, Bob, thank you again. All Very right. great having you on the show. And then you know, if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoy any of the upper, other episodes that we have, please feel free to give leave us a review on Apple or however you consume the content. And with that. We'll sign off this uh, podcast and we'll see everyone next time. Take care, everyone. All right. Thanks, Bye. guys.